0: Hey, y'all. So I know you. a lot of you may be like, why is there an episode on a Tuesday? Well, like I told you over on Instagram, we are going to be branching into two episodes a week. And on the second episode, we are going to be talking about um, a lot of documentaries. I have been having such a problem saying the word documentary. And even saying, like, documentaries. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but we just have to keep rolling with it. Um, so this week we are going to be talking about Pretty Baby, the Brooke Shield story. I do want to put a trigger warning um, before this episode. This doc and Brooke Shields story in general does have a lot to do um, with, like, sex exploitation, right? Um, there's also you know, some sexual assault that happens within the story that we touch on as well. Nothing too like, we don't get super deep in it, but there is the mention of it. And again, it's the Brooke Shields story is all about, you know, her life coming up being a um, over-sexualized young woman in the media. So I wanted to put a trigger warning on that. Uh, Moving forward next week, we are going to be covering the longest third date documentary. And I'm super excited for that. If you have any that you really want us to cover, just let me know. Um, But moving forward, the schedule will be, uh, I almost said true crime. It's not going to be true crime all the time. Y'all know, like I'm a bit of a scary cat, but moving forward, the podcast schedule will be Mondays will be the documentary releases and Fridays will be the Bravo releases. So that is the schedule. And I also wanted to let you all know that I do have another trivia night coming up. If you're in the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area, it will be May 10th and it will be Vanderpump Rules trivia. Now I know y'all may be like, girl, you literally said that you were like getting sick of all this. And I am. I put everything into a generator. So I pulled that random and that's what it pulled. So it will still be fun. Um, It's going to be a a kiki like it was last time, you know, just doing trivia, talking about the shows, Vanderpump Rules, things like that. Um, But yeah, that'll be on May 10th. Look out for tickets. And I hope you enjoyed the show with me and Chai. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. I'm really excited because we are expanding to two episodes a week. And this second episode is going to be for all of the true crime adjacent, because I don't want to say true crime, because y'all be like, oh, I want to see somebody stabbed 27 times. I don't. Um, (laughs) But true crime, celebrity docs, all of those true life stories. And this will be an episode a week that I am joined by one of my faves, Chai Omari. (laughs) It's oh my, is it oh my oh my god? Where did Brisbane I get it Arab. Oh my god! Okay, chai. Oh my, it rhymes. Chai. Oh my. Chai. It does. Okay. Well, now that I know my friend's name, <laughs> chai, I am so excited because I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to branch out, and I realized I watch more docs than I realized.
1: And I watched... I'm so them. glad you're doing this. I watched... I love... I love a docuseries. I love a documentary. I've seen them all.
0: Okay, so all I watched Pretty Baby because of your tweet. Because I didn't even know Brooke Shields had a documentary out. And, like, I, I knew who Brooke Shields was. Like, I knew who she was. Obviously, I'm a child of the 90s. But I was like, oh, she's a pretty white woman. Gorgeous. Model turned actress. No. Okay, no. so
1: with Brooke Shields was like um pivotal to me like growing up because I have big ass eyebrows. And growing mm. up when people try to make fun of my eyebrows, my mom would be like, Brooke Shields. <laughs> my mom would try to tell me I look like Brooke Shields. I'm a black woman. I just- <laughs> <laughs> But literally my mom, one thing my mom did was like trying to like center beauty standards around yeah. what I look like and bringing people in. So my mom like was obsessed with Shaka Khan. Okay. Uh, because she's like, for some reason, my mom thinks I look like Shaka Khan. Every bitch with a unibrow. So Frida Pinto pictures all over my house of her
0: <laughs> to make me feel okay with my Oh my God. Unibrow. And Brooke Shields. That's crazy. and. I am a hairier lady. I always had thicker eyebrows. Um, Nothing super thick, but I also did like, I did subscribe to like, mine were never pencil thin when I got them waxed, but they were very, they're full. I mean, you've seen them. They're very Mm -hmm. full. When I started getting them waxed, the people who waxed them were just like, oh, we're going to take this overboard. But since I had so much hair, to begin with, it was still like the hair was still hairy. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So like it just, I was like, no, I'm always going to have like eyebrow. Well, as long as I know, I'm always going to have like hair on my eyebrows, but I was genuinely shook because it was your tweet where you literally said, can you imagine suing a photographer for your naked photos as a 10 year old, 10 year old, and he won but like i can't as much as this is top pornography like it it literally jail is. jail jail like so a lot of this that we're going to get into if you haven't watched the documentary a lot of it is brooke's mom like her and you know who i have to you know draw a line back to bravo really quickly you know who i thought of when i was listening to or watching okay. this documentary Ooh. I'm so curious to see who the Richard's mother, big Kathy. (gasps) Yeah. I kept thinking about her because I was like, I feel like these are the stories about big Kathy that we will never fucking know. Like, I I really feel like these are the stories we will never fucking know about her because it was giving similarities just from the tidbits that we do know. And Mm -hmm. a side note, Brooke's mom looks identical identical to morgan stewart's mother do you know who morgan stewart is girl i'm obsessed with morgan stewart
1: same first off rich kids of beverly that was I my fucking show. i used to fucking okay? love that show i follow every single one of them wherever they're Dorothy, going i know S- i keep up with yes. everybody ej yeah bring that show back i'm one of the only people who loved ej
0: oh i i love dj <laughs> i love EJ. the only person i don't what you're muted sorry do you
1: remember the show EJNYC yeah of course I do I loved it I tweeted about it the other day Kara was like that show sucks because I was like what? I would like Gabby from Summer House to do that oh my god I would love to like I feel like if they followed her in the city she works in fashion her and her sister I would love to see that give us like a gallery girls s like old school bravo show of her in the city and i would be
0: she could so- care and she could absolutely don't she care?
1: i think she's wasted on summer else. i still like i know everyone loves her i think it's she's wasted on summer else. i don't not to say that she's not a good fit whatever she's there it's working but she can I do don't more think, like right like i think she's wasted on there like mm-hmm. i would love to see her at work i want to see her on a date talking about us loving the date and then her being like he was the wrong sign you know I would love to see that
0: okay that is such a good but yes I found it I was creeped out how much Brooke Shields mother looks like Morgan Stewart's mother she does she does they look like twins like every time I kept looking I was like and then I I went down a mini rabbit hole because I was like are they fucking related
1: they really and it's even crazy because it's like that to me is like Okay, so how does, Morgan Stewart to me is a beautiful white girl, like just because I like her, but she's not giving Brooke Shields. No, she's you know not. know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. And I I, ke- I kept looking at Brooke Shields, both her parents, and I'm like, how she end up looking like that? Her same, dad is a more attractive same. man, I think. He's okay for like what he was. Yeah. But Brooke Shields is bad as hell.
0: It is crazy now, to me because I did the now. same thing. I did the same thing. I kept looking at both of her parents and I'm like, I, you guys are both good looking people, but I don't understand how you two made her. Like, it's really I remember,
1: crazy. it was like, there's something in the documentary, they do say that the dad came back from something. I don't know where he was and she was pregnant.
0: And I'm like, yeah. Sure that that was the daddy. <laughs> yes, yes. It was very weird. It was very weird. I said, oh, okay. But it it was very much giving like he did his due diligence because she, she <laughs> said he's the father. Um, in the early years, Brooke really, you know, talks about how she she essentially was a pretty baby, and she was, you know, what I mean. And her mom was obsessed with her. Um, it's. It's something that I like she said, I think I don't want to directly quote it, but she explained it as like, my mom thought I was the most gorgeous, beautiful thing, and she loved that I was hers. And I was like, and therein lies a bit of the problem because like my mom was obsessed with us. Don't get me wrong, but not obsessed to the point where she would put us in any type of um difficult situation to make a and to for any reason, but especially not to make a dollar. Okay.
1: The problem I don't this is where I like I struggle so much with her mom. I struggle mm-hmm. cuz so you're a mom, I'm
0: not. So yes, yeah, speak with on her this. her
1: mom. Like I see for me I try to look at things through like Brooke seemed to she didn't do a lot of blaming of her mom. She didn't. Mm-mm. You know, she seemed to be very gracious in the way that she just talked about her mom. She mm-hmm. seemed very loving. Yeah. about the way she talked about her mom. And up until they discussed her mom's alcoholism, yeah, I very much was like, if Brooke likes it, I love it. Fine. You know, like, yeah. it, it seemed crazy, but I was like, it's a different time. And her, you know, but until they discussed the alcoholism, because then I was like, oh, so she, she was a bad mom. <laughs> and, and again, and giving, ca- like, giving
0: big Kathy, giving right, Kathy Richards-
1: and it's, I, it's hard to say, but I I think categorically, right. Um, alcoholism and being a good mother, um, are mutually exclusive concept. Like to me, I don't think you can, and that is, that's an, it's an illness. It's not whatever. Right. But mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. saying that until they discussed like the level of her mom's alcoholism, I was a lot more like hearing her mom out Mm -hmm. and like when her mom was like, as long as it's done in an artistic way or whatever that means, because anything
0: could literally be considered art. Like, Uh, yeah, I, I will (laughs) say this. I found it interesting how long it took them to get into the fact that Brooke's mom was an alcoholic. I think that was
1: intentional. I
0: think so too. And I was going to, I, one thing that I picked up on was the fact that I, I think Brooke was still protecting her mom, even though her mom has passed on, um, she is, you know, no, no longer with us. I felt like she still feels a sense of like, she needs to protect her mom, even with the conversation with her daughters at the end of the documentary, which we'll get there. I, was I, like, loved. I loved, I loved it too. With,
1: make that a series. If somebody can make that a series, because I am always so interested in certain people. I want to know what their children think of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I think a lot about is like Tori Spelling. I want to know what her kids think.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Like I think
1: all the carrying on and like just attention seeking bullshit. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the, as the kids are getting older, I want yeah. to know what they think. Like that's just such a cure, especially when you see like someone who you don't like mm-hmm. and then their kids really love them. It, cha- it humanizes them like Giselle Bryant. Who I, I was just about hate. to say, yeah, like Giselle Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because I just watched, oh, rugged. <laughs> and she's a mess but the way that her kids see her I'm like it humanizes them and I'm so curious about like um I love seeing Pamela Anderson's son in that documentary talk about her
0: yeah right
1: like I'm very interested in like what people's kids Mm -hmm. think of
0: them yeah absolutely and I agree I and I think that the conversation between Brooke and her girls the like gaps in generations because like I mean, her kids are younger than me. That's skipped to my generation. There's Mm -hmm. like multiple gaps in there. And she still like protects it, but she wants to hear their, like why they think that that is, you know, an issue especially like growing up black and i'm sure with you like growing up black and an immigrant like we the some of them conversations we can't have with our parents if we're like no now that's not like a like i remember when i brought up to my mom i was like well prince i feel like if prince were still like alive i was like prince would might be considered like they them pronouns and my mom was like excuse me and i was like i mean the man went he was a whole symbol he he was a symbol. Gross. He was very in, like he, he wasn't a he she they, they, they he was he was going by a whole symbol. Yeah, so I, I was like, I feel like, like I said that I said that pr- I feel like Prince would be very like understanding and very outspoken mm-hmm. about those things. And she wasn't like what no, absolutely, because she is I know how like she's respectful and she mm-hmm. um also respects people's pronouns, but she was just like, What? It's Prince, it's Prince. And I'm like, Well, mom, you also cried when Michael Jackson died, like and you won't hear any parts of Michael Jackson. Okay,
1: and I, my mom will not hear nothing about Michael I had to sit my mom down, yeah, like, truly, and make her watch the Bill Cosby. Oh, no, see, my mom hates Bill Cosby. She is see, like, no. I had to, and the only thing that shifted my mom's perspective on Bill Cosby is, like, where my mom was open to hearing it is because he got conservative. And my mom's, like, a dire liberal, like, so mm-hmm. like, when he started doing the pull your pants up she, like that's where like that left the opening for me to be able to sit and even still mm-hmm. because she's a black woman of a different generation where yeah. I, they know what it is to be like we we don't get many, many. stars yep and mm-hmm. what they do to them so i i kind i try to give her grace and
0: that's right so i'm not gonna push her too much right on it <laughs> see yeah my mom my mom was just like not understanding and she was like Prince, think that, and my mom loved Prince. Also, she uh, like Prince and Michael Jackson. And my mom's just like, it's. She doesn't deny anybody's experience. She just does. She wants to listen to Michael and not think about any of that because at the same time, she knew she was like, no, Michael is like not in his right mind because look at him. But she she used to even when he was still alive, she'd be like, I don't want to think about that because like I do, like I just I love you, till
1: till now. If I my mom don't want to hear nothing about Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. she don't want to hear it. It's it's not. My mama's playing Michael Jackson still. We don't like, she does not want to hear it. She's not open to it, even in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Like she lets down everything that she believes in in other spaces. When it comes to Michael Jackson, she don't want to hear it. And I let her <laughs> let her live, okay? But yeah,
0: it's very much so like a different time, especially with us as black people. Like they didn't get many, but even Brooks younger, like- career Laura I didn't know her and Laura Lenny were close friends and grew up together I think that's very cool in Laura, school together and yes. everything Laura Lenny, Laura Lenny was running in a house to hide from her mama with her I was like oh they friends friends I found it very interesting that the dad was vehemently against how her mom would take Brooke about and you know on these modeling and exploit her but he didn't say or do anything
1: that's what I thought was really interesting, right? Because even it, like, they... Okay, so they did make a point in the docus to, mm-hmm. to talk about the pushback, right? Right. That her mom got,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: After she did... um, What was the the one where she played a baby prostitute? That pretty, movie, baby. I, okay. pretty Baby. It's <sighs> Pretty Baby. Yes, right? I like, was sick to my stomach. Uh, disgusting. It is so violent. Like, but the fact that, like the country people were having that conversation yeah hailing the director though right the director was a god he made an amazing french but somehow her mom
0: was a piece of shit for letting her daughter be in it right Whereas these men in this situation i her mom there's it's so interesting to me that her mom was it and and i do agree that her mom was a problem i i find it i don't care how tasteful i'm using air quotes but she wasn't the see. only
1: problem and she knows was that she was biggest not the problem. only
0: problem exactly these men that were like oh her mom says it's okay and like we're and like gorgeous absolutely gorgeous but like it made me so incredibly uncomfortable to look at her and like, this is a beautiful young lady, everything. And know that men were looking at her in as su- even at such a young age, as 10, 9, 10, 11, and feeling fantasies.
1: The fact that she was known as like, they, they opened it talking about like pretty early on in her career, like she had already gotten a reputation as being the sexual child yes sexy um, baby are you guys okay? yes. did you guys hear what you just said yeah yeah like it is it's- so sick and gross and I, we've gotten away from that culture but I will be honest in saying that like okay so moving to Texas has been really weird for me in terms of um we went to a little girl's birthday party mm-hmm. with my mm-hmm. daughter and the girl they were fighting about pageants Hmm. And these are two and Mm three-year-olds, right? And like the moms were talking about falling out over pageants and this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I cannot, and I I really hate to like judge people, like because being a parent is hard, right? Right, right, right. right. You're going to make so many mistakes. It is what it is. But it is really hard for me to understand where the value is Mm -hmm. in putting your daughter in beauty pageants as that. Like, I don't understand, like, what are you teaching? What is the value in that? Right. Like the idea that I have my daughter wearing makeup, that's cra- that to me looks crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Full face and makeup. Yeah, not just like playing in makeup, like, yeah. Full Right. Like, like my daughter consumer. plays it. In, like what's right, right, right. But the idea of like
1: putting makeup on her for a show and having her walk on stage and like, what is this for? Like um, to be, I get like nervous about even just the idea of like overvaluing beauty because mm-hmm. I think that that's why Giselle Bryant sucks so bad, right? Like that's Fair not, point. I don't Fair want point. that to be, my daughter is like, mm-hmm. right. Being beautiful. Yes. It's wonderful. Right. But mm-hmm. you didn't earn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yes. It's also like, let's be very honest as a 32 year old, um, I'm already seeing how beauty is a depreciating asset.
0: Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When I look at pictures of me. Um, I could be as
1: beautiful as I think I am. I'm stunning. But like the 22 year olds. Yeah. It takes a lot less for that. It
0: is what it is. It's, and it's just so wild to me when she talks about being on the set of pretty baby that even the, for me, and let me know if you feel the same, even the guy who like she, who was playing the, I hate saying the love interest, but the main guy she that kisses, she kisses. When she just cries
1: him, him getting her, easing her into the in kiss. And saying like, hey, my you know, this
0: doesn't count. Counts. I said, no, why are you as a grown ass man okay with taking a role where you kiss her? She's 11, 10, 9, 10, 11. Like, what i and i like even the way she talks about it as a grown adult it's kind of like an adoration for him being like he took me to the side and he was like you know this doesn't count right and i was like
1: and i'm very curious to know i don't and this is a thing like you know where they talk about like you don't with victims of things, you don't ever want to tell someone they've been a victim of something because it yeah. changes the way that they like their whole outlook. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Brooke has like done enough of the work well, to really understand every, like the role, like yeah, how inappropriate certain things were. Yeah. The, that to me made me the most uncomfortable in the way mm-hmm. that she talked about him was like, you know, he did such a great job in making her feel she, like me too. And not like. It's sick that a grown man
0: was, I, that's sick. Yeah, no, I, I 120% in agreement with you because that's what I just kept, like, I couldn't wrap my head around. She was like talking with him, like I said, with such adoration, like he took me to the side and he really was like, you know, blah, 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 But then I remembered that, uh, interview she did with, on the Drew Barrymore show where Drew Barrymore was like two inches away from her face and- she did say Brooke did say that she is still unpacking a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. she was like, like when the Me Too movement started happening, she was like, Nope, nope, yeah. don't want any parts of it. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking I about loved, that. I'm not
1: love, and I want to go back and like Drew Barrymore is someone I really just like enjoy as a person.
0: Like me I think too. she's
1: amazing. Yeah, me too. And I loved her being like, I don't know where I fit into that. Yes. Right.
0: Like such such a great point. I think Drew and because I know Drew Barrymore's story, but I'd like to refresh myself. Drew Barrymore's mm-hmm. story is such an... That girl went different. through it. It's so <laughs> different. It has similarities to Brooke Shields, but it's so different than hers at the same time. I like to refresh my memory on Drew Barrymore's story like every couple years or so as I get older and old, older because I just like to see if like the thing... Not, the one thing that never changes is that like obviously Drew Barrymore was let down by all of the adults in her life. Mm-hmm. But like I like to like see where I'm like this is even because I forgot that she had talked about like her mom dating her fucking boyfriends and the crazy thing about like Drew Barrymore is an EPO baby, she yeah. is an EPO baby like she is who you would think would be protected in this, not right? only protected, not only protected, but also not her mom not doing all of that as if she was kind of like a Brooke Shields mom. You know what I mean? Working at the perfume counter in the department store, like mm-hmm. she, she, but no, she was still going after. And like, I think from, uh, I need to be careful the way I say this. Cause I don't want to put anybody's business out there. I think from my own close view of what it's like for a mom to be truly jealous of a daughter, obviously not me and my mom, but I, it is something that it's just like mind blowing mind-blowing when women but I don't think Brooke's mom was jealous for her I think Drew's was jealous of her yeah I, I, I don't think was yeah. jealous of her when Brooke said I really think my mom was in love with me I agree I yeah. think she was just truly utterly obsessed with her in love with her I in like after the pretty baby of it all um and you know the outrage and everything even the movies after that because I completely forgot about the blue lagoon blue lagoon yeah. and like that within itself was I know I've never seen that movie. Still to this day, I've never seen that movie. But that within itself was like we're making this movie, like we're really making it. And the, the the thing I find weird, obviously, we have come a long way in film to where we can. There has been clear consent in a lot of things now. One scene in that movie that they showed in the documentary where he was like, she was like, "Get off of me! You're all sticky." And then he just like pounces on her. I was like, well, this Mm. and like starts kissing her. And she's still kind of like, oh, no, like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. I was like, this scene isn't exactly what giving what y'all think, -hmm. but the way the mania went after it as well with like the teenage girls being like, I want that romance. I want that. I want that. I said, this (sighs) is no wonder we ended up where we were because this is what we were teaching right like this is what we were teaching i to backtrack really quick the scenes that they showed from pretty baby of like auctioning her off and talking to those the grown men within and i know that apparently that's based on a true story um i don't i just a different type of sick to my stomach a different type of sick to my stomach because like the I'm sorry every grown man actors are not I respect the arts I respect everything every grown man in that room acting in that scene was just to me I was like fuck you you're you're disgusting I'm sorry I can't I can't this is even even the people interviewing
1: like interviewing Brooke Mm -hmm. right oh you're such a beautiful girl what's it like to be a beautiful girl we heard your mom doesn't let you date yeah, like, this is all deeply inappropriate. Yeah, and what's unfortunate about it is like even when we look back on like Britney Spears interviews, mm-hmm. right, where people are asking about her breast size or asking about her virginity, right? I get really worried that like we have come so far, yet very little has changed. Where the onus is always on like the woman, and we're not talking about these men and mm-hmm. the fact that like, ill. Weird, ill, like, weirdo behavior, right? Like, and as people, we've all like your girl. I'm sure you had a creepy uncle. Mm-hmm. You had a like
0: mm-hmm. teachers in school, male teachers in schools dating students. Yep. Like Oh, I mean, I had. We there was a teacher at my high school who I remember. He there was always rumors about him and like senior girls and. I remember he had like put his arm around me one time down a hallway and I was like, "Mm." and everybody, he was, he was cute. He was attractive. Yes. All the girls are like, Ooh, ah." he put his arm around me one time. And I will never forget. I stopped going down that hallway. I stopped going down that hallway for the rest of the time he was in that classroom for the rest of that year, because it's something just did not feel right to me something did not feel right to me about it and like fast forward to a year or two ago he there's a big case he was fired from the school from the school because he um a a young girl's guardian found him texting her. And she pretty much, it was like this, she was like, I don't really give a fuck. This is inappropriate. And it is in the conversation surrounding it. Even the guys that I went to high school with that were like, nah, like he's always checked in on us. They were like, then the questions were obviously it was like, do you have the male, um, students phone numbers, things like that. And he was like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the football coach. Like, da da. And I was like, but there's a, there it's, yes, he has the phone numbers of the football boys, whatever. I didn't play football. I don't know how that worked, but it's the nature of the messages and how he makes people feel. They interviewed multiple people. I was not interviewed, but I was not upset that he got fired because I am a 31 year old woman. Now I remember that feeling back then. Mm -hmm. I remember being like something about this isn't quite right. Right. You know what I mean? And it doesn't need to be, it's not, nothing is black and white. None of this shit is black and white. But I feel like as a grown man, you should understand where the line is. It should be, but, but they
1: fully understand it. And this is where I get very like, um, I talk about this a lot with my husband and he Mm -hmm. gets like, um, the very anxious when we Mm -hmm. have these conversations. Um, I don't play any of those games with my daughter and it's because i have been in so many of those situations where um because of the men that i've encountered the life that i like growing i don't trust a single man around my kid right no i don't i'm very like i have a heightened sense of i have a friend he made a joke i have not spoken to that friend in seven months now because Mm. He made a joke about my daughter being his small his little wife. Mm. And it was oh, a yeah. shock for me. Yeah. Done. No. Right. We're not playing those games. Mm-mm. And I feel as someone who I don't feel like um as a kid that I was always protected in situations necessarily, like nothing happened that was um, but I remember like I had a teacher texting me and his wife came to the school
0: mm-hmm. and I got in
1: trouble. What? I will never ever forget that um she went to the black AP at my school the only black AP and it's almost like she knew who to go to yeah right who then I sat in a room with the eight black AP and his um the the teacher's wife and he was a uh, like only taught like two classes mm-hmm. not even a real teacher um you know, and he was a cute teacher that the girls uh-huh. liked. So he was texting me and, like, you know, I'm like, this is exciting. I'm right. Like 15. Yeah. And I was called fast. Why, like, I think about that when I tell you, probably not a week goes by now as an adult that I think about that and I get so angry. Yeah. And rightfully was, so. Rightfully fully so. that it was me. Right. And, and to me, me, it's the fact yeah. that there are, it wasn't just his wife. It wasn't just that, like, it was two fully grown adult women who mm-hmm. still saw that situation. And like, I was in, the problem.
0: Instead of seeing your husband as in like, wow, what the fuck did I marry? And I know that that's, a, it's an, it's a widespread issue, but it's especially an issue within the black community, um, because, and it's because it's, okay.
1: He was a white teacher.
0: Mm, and oh, oh, she is fucking pissed.
1: Right. So, and it, a lot of that is like, you know, the way that we um, adult the adultification of little black girls. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Is that yep. like, you should know better. She didn't mm-hmm. see her husband as a pedophile because he was like, well, she's black. So like in her mind, it's like yep. I'm a lot
0: older mm-hmm. than yeah, I always look, right? we're always looked at as older than what we are. And you know that there's There's so much, such a large conversation that can be had about adults letting children down because like, I mean, I remember in high school, there were rumors, this is such like a crazy situation. And I still maintain to this day, I understand why it seemed like I was lying, but I was not, <laughs> um, when I lost my virginity, I lost it to one of my guy friends. And mm-hmm. I did that because all of my friends were losing their virginities to these boyfriends that they had and I didn't, and they were, then they were breaking up with them. And I didn't wanna be seen like that. Like I didn't mm-hmm. not seem like that. I didn't wanna deal with that. I didn't wanna deal with yeah. heartbreak, but I, they were like, oh, you need to like lose your you virginity. Just you I wanted to lose it. I, it I never had multiple. boyfriends yeah. in high school. I didn't have um, multiple parents. I dated one guy senior year, a mess. So I asked my friend who obviously I'm not going to say his name. We were hanging out. We hung out all the time. We lived by each other. Um, I said, do you, I was like, do you want to have sex with me? And he was like, you sure? I said, yes. He was like, are you sure? I said, okay, we did it. And then that was that like clockwork, probably a week later, one of the, my close friends, like our girl group, best friend, she was like, oh yeah, you know, me and him are talking. And I was like. How long have you been talking for? She was like, oh, we've been talking for a while. And the 15 year old in me, I literally was like, oh my God. Like it's a, it's a whole nother layer. Cause it's not even that like we were to me and him were talking. We were friends And what I, Mm I, what I said was like, I would just rather do this with you because you, because you are my friend. Right. And I know that he hasn't told her he lied. He just got fucking easy pussy. Like not right. even to talk about myself like that, but like uh, essentially he no, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I didn't say a fucking word. And, but then they were like, oh, how'd you lose your virginity? Like nah. I made up a story. And I said, mm-hmm. I, I lost it. Like with one of my like cousin's friends up in Chicago, dah, 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 dah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how it came out. Like what, wh- who, who said what I think he might've told her, he told somebody that he took my virginity. And then the timeline started getting at it together. And of course I was the scarlet wearing the scarlet letter. Right. Um, all of those girls turned on me. It was a very, very, oh, very so sorry. Time. I can imagine what in high school about teachers was like. were talking about. Teachers were talking about it. They started oh, rumors girl, about so me. Yeah. And teachers were partaking in the rumors and I will never forget. I had to, we ended up in the principal's office because like, it got so bad. I was like, not going, I was like hiding in school, all of this stuff. And I was like, literally, like, I didn't know. Like, I just didn't know. And there, of course, yeah. in front of the adults, they're crying. One of the girls was mixed. And she was like, I just don't know where I belong. And like, Giselle hasn't made it any easier. Like, blah, blah. And I was like, what? how did this turn into a mixed issue? Like, I was like, and like, it, it was such a, like a huge deal. And I will never forget feeling so let down by every adult in that situation especially the black woman who was the assistant principal who was supposed to be like looking out for all of us, all of us, not just the ones who she went to church with their parents and had relationships to their Man. hands, all of us. And it was like, it's such a, like to bring it back to Brooke Shields. It's like such a huge story of how adults let you down. They let children down over and over with her in the sexualization after Blue Lagoon, the next movie that I'd never even heard of, um, where she talks about the director pulling her toe, to, mm-hmm. so that to she make her go, make the O face, yeah, you know? yeah, to in oh, a quote unquote O face, which I like, half of these fucking dudes probably wouldn't even really know if they really, really. He was about like, it. make the fake O
1: face that I've always seen the girl That in my makes life us do. feel better.
0: The fake O face that makes us feel better about ourselves as men and I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like it's a scene. Okay. But now you are physically hurting her so that she does what you want. And I think at this time, she's still like seven, still under 70. age. I, yeah. yeah. She Cause
1: She had still said she hadn't had sex in real
0: life. She's still yeah. this,
1: like, totally inexperienced. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's just, it was one of those things where I was like, she, she literally lived an entire life from one to 17 before she went to college, like Mm -hmm. an entire, she had an entire career, an entire like career that most adults like would, haven't had adult actors and actresses haven't had. And then when she goes to college and she finds, you know, a little bit more of herself. And even when she talks about acting and theater and things like that, and people like the feeling, the lack of camaraderie Because people are like, I'm trying to leave you alone. I don't want to talk to you. She's like, No, I want to talk to kids my age. I want to talk to like please, please, please. I felt so badly for her and I think that one of the only favors her mother ever did for her from was forced forcing her to her stay church, in school was forcing her to stay in college
1: and I'm shocked yeah. she did that and I was shocked yeah and she was shocked though right? yeah she was too she, she knew said that. that it hurt her mom because her mom would have much rather preferred to have her at home mm-hmm. you know exactly and those are things where you look at it and you're just like okay this is a w- woman who did love her child right and it's hard because it's like Brooke does talk about her mom having like a hard childhood mm-hmm, yeah and as someone who like my mom had a really rough childhood i cannot relate Same. by any means yeah. to the way that she grew up i don't and i give her a lot of grace on Same. things especially now that i'm a mom
0: mm-hmm.
1: right where you're just like okay i'm seeing the level like i mean i did i was a like a bratty kid where i was just like why didn't you be like other moms you know but mm-hmm. now as an adult woman and i'm having to navigate these things on my own and like having to see how hard it is for me to be a mom. And I'm looking at my mom who is like raising kids in several like socioeconomic classes above Mm -hmm. how she was raised.
0: Yeah.
1: People she can't relate to in a country she can't relate to. And like all these things that I'm
0: like, and I feel like Brooke gave her mom a lot of that grace she did. And it's, I, so I, I agree. My mom grew up a very let, like, sometimes I literally think about my mom's story sometimes. And I like, it puts tears in my eyes because Me like, it's, it Me is so, so successful. So like, and the the fact that she never gave up on herself over and over again, like, to, I mean, avenues of like running out of money, being scared, like at all of these things and just always to where she is now. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, tell y'all yeah. what my mom does or anything, right, but she right. has made a beautiful life for herself, not only with like the people she surrounds her with, the family that she's built, financially too, because it's fucking crazy. Like it, it really is crazy. But I I find it wild that, but the only thing that I can think when it when I think of Brooke's mom telling her to stay was the fact that I think at that point she had already tried to sober her mom up right didn't she say that like at that she had already by that time she had already attempted to sober her mom up so the only thing and the addiction it's it's selfish it you know it gets the best people she probably the mom probably was like I mean if she stays there I can keep drinking Mm. you know what I mean and it's like a lot of child start but but on the same like same uh token it was on Brooke's dime it was off of money Brooke um bill and I obviously was not a child sorry I cannot think of ever I contributed to the bills none when I was a kid I cannot ever think of like the position of okay yeah my mom is my mom and she's the adult but I pay the bills I pay the rent I paid for the car like Jojo like Jojo the singer She Mm -hmm. has talked about that before. She has said she will never. her mom used to be a manager. She said, I will never, ever, ever talk about what happened and the events to me firing my mom. She said, I'll never talk about that publicly. She said, but it had to happen. And she's like, there were times when I was a kid that I I was like a terror because I was paying the bills. And she's like, even as an adult sometimes though, I'm like, but I was paying the bills. And I'm like, that is fucking crazy. I mean, it's such an unimaginable,
1: like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that looks like. The way in which... Demi
0: Lovato has said the same thing. I'm supposed to respect your rules,
1: but but all this is because of me. You get me? And it's one of those where you really do, like, for Demi Lovato, um, I think even Selena's, like, make statements about that, too. Like, it's this idea that, like you can't even parent effectively. Yeah. Even if you are a good, like you can't effectively parent Mm -hmm. when your your kid is the breadwinner. You just. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I can't tell you what to do and you
1: really respect me when I'm paying for the house. Yeah. like You know so much about when your parents try to check you and you try to get out of pocket in their teenage years is Mm -hmm. you
0: don't pay none of these bills around here. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I fucking get it. Okay. Sometimes I think about the way I was coming home from having a hard quote-unquote hard day of high school having an attitude with my mom and she's like this fucking mortgage is due tomorrow these kids need new shoes so these imagine kids... your
1: parents telling you
0: um
1: it's time for you to come home yeah my mom never told yeah, me to shut... home I
0: pay for yeah my mom never told me to shut the fuck up but sometimes I think about that as a grown adult as a 31 year old about some of the attitudes and the things I would be mad about as a kid I was like, I don't know how the fuck my mom did not ever look me in the eye and say, Girl, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You have no fucking clue. Because I I apologize to my
1: mom like on a, like at least a weekly basis.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I understand how I'm turning in her and I'm not even a mom yet. So after college, Brooks talks about how she had to like rebuild her career, which I felt like might have low key. Actually, we need to back this up because I skipped an entire thing, which is the whole Calvin Klein of it all. Oh yeah. I could not think of a worse time for me to be watching this season of Love is Blind and watch this (laughs) pretty baby documentary because the way I am looking at Calvin fucking Klein now is (sighs) ridiculous. And the interviews that they pulled of him saying he's like oh you know me I mean maybe I'm just a bad boy boy <laughs> a bad boy it's one thing to have like a child I think I, this is a minor it is, a, is a minor it's one thing to have a child posing because sometimes I and I still can't get with it but like I think of like the excuse like when my mom used to let me listen to like she used to let me sing all the words of no scrubs yeah. And I would perform that for family. I wouldn't bleep out any of the cuss words. My mom would be like, you didn't know what you were talking about. So I didn't care. Right. right, right. Like she was like, my mom cared about knowing the meaning. She was like, I didn't care because you didn't know what was going on. You didn't know what you were talking about. Right. In songs. Sometimes with kids, like maybe, maybe I would still, eh. she was a teenage girl on the brink. Like the, I hate this term. I hate this term, but jail bait, quote unquote, jail bait, what they call it. The positions that they had her in.
1: No, it's also like everything was sexually suggestive, everything yes. she was saying, and it was like tr- that was the idea, right? Mm-hmm. It was like she truly was to like, you know, you're getting these you know, mm-hmm. men riled up and be, but that was her whole career, even from the time like when you see her pose in the little like 90s, yeah, when
0: she was doing that, like that is disgusting. It is sick, it's disturbing, it's and sick. then The questioning of her when the court case did come up, the questioning that went down um, from, again, grown ass men, litigators, lawyers, judge, a judge of you. what It it was like, you know what promiscuity is, Mm -hmm. like the questions that they should not have been asking her, because even if I don't think those questions should be relevant at all. This is a nine-year-old we're talking about. Obviously, it 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 shook me to my core because if we were talking about a, um, God forbid, we were talking about a case of sexual assault mm-hmm. from her at that or at any age, honestly. Mm-hmm. But at that age, and then now she's an adult, and y'all see her this way, you would you would really try and paint a picture of for a reason for these oh, grown exactly adults what they would do that's to be exactly looking at do. this child like this. Are you fucking crazy?
1: And this is the thing that everything at the end of the day becomes women's fault. mm -hmm. Right. And we see this so much, like even in the, like, I don't know if you've watched like any of the um, surviving R Kelly stuff. I can't, I really, I cannot, I can't. Like I just watched it like on a road trip to Dallas last week. I watched the part three and so much of that, that part that is like basically about the parents, Mm -hmm. right? And like what they went through after the first surviving R. Kelly came out and how everyone's like, it's your fault. Also, like I didn't realize R. Kelly was doing all that damn witness tampering. His team was really crazy. Like they were doing a lot. Well,
0: I know that the ex-wife was like, he didn't do this alone. And the ex-wife, his ex-wife was like, y'all know he's stupid, right? Like he can't read, read. Exactly. So Part three is basically because you know, like what he got charged with is Rico
1: charges, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Running a criminal enterprise. Yep. So part three kind of breaks down like the the everybody else around him and mm-hmm. how this was so much more than like R. Kelly alone could not have mm-hmm. done what he did, right? right? Like people bought plane tickets for Yeah. Yep. People bought mm-hmm. plane tickets for these girls, right? Mm-hmm. Under aliases. Like you're literally like R. Kelly Carey. Right. It's also why R. Kelly's broke now, which is like, because R. Kelly can't read. So the people mm-hmm. around him had a lot to do with this. And it's the women around him that you see the way that like people want to, It things are never men's fault. Yeah. Ever. And even in that doc, when they're talking about like, I can't see how a woman did this. Right. And like, they're talking about like the housekeeper he had. Right. Mm-hmm. And And so much of the blame is shifted around his PR lady, who's a woman, and then the Mm -hmm. housekeeper, who was a woman, and it's still because, and then the moms of the girls, Mm -hmm. right? We skirt all this, push all this blame away from men, and everything somehow people find a way to make everything about women, right? True, because at the end of the day, shields had a daddy
0: that is
1: another thing that really like and a dad who when she talked about like going to her house and like his other children and how mm-hmm. they were like, you know, look here. They'd be like, we didn't talk
0: about my movies in that house. And it's mm-hmm. just like,
1: that It is was crazy.
0: It is. That is another thing that I literally, when she talks about her dad, I'm like, I find it very interesting that the dad was just like, I can't, and the mom was getting, all of the heat which i don't get me wrong i do think that the mom deserves some heat because i just cannot understand i cannot wrap my head around that especially when it wasn't necessary i don't ever think it's necessary let me make that very clear but they would not have been on the street they would not have been there they would have had food on the table like life would have been just fine her dad made a good living or the mom had worked mm-hmm. before too, but she she says her mom did not want to be a stay at home anybody stay at home wife anybody stay at home mom. She did not want that, um, and it's it's just wild to me. Fast forward to the relationships that she has after like after being an adult, you know, um, the talk of her virginity, the way these men, Michael Jackson included, took it ad- not even took advantage of her, more so took advantage of her rep reputation, reputation right. Um, and I'm using air quotes there for y'all that can't see me took advantage of her reputation. He simply just said, I'm with Brooke Shields. We are dating. She had to call him and be like, what are you doing? Doing like I'm I'm with my boyfriend right now. First right. of all, and why? Like, and I was just like, no, it's, it takes me back to like a time when, when you were younger, like, you know, in high school and everything of guys just being like, yeah, I hit that. Yeah. That's and nice. it was like, yeah. no, you did not. And, but right. no one wants to hear it. No one, right. everybody's going to talk about the what ifs. What ifs? You know what I mean? Well, what if they actually, no. Can you imagine a man, and especially a famous man such as Michael Jackson, saying, Yeah, we're dating? And you see it on TV. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Hold on a second. But yeah, it's one of those things that I literally was like, I would be sick. And then the, 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 I've, the conversation that she, or the conversation around that first husband, I remember who he was, um, being as controlling, if not more, Andrea, yes, as her mom, and that's, as her mom, and then everybody else around her that just wanted to like, take control of her.
1: Sorry, I don't know what's going on with my microphone.
0: No, you're fine. I can hear you.
1: Okay. 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 Sorry.
0: But yeah, the relationship that she jumps into with him, and I don't want to say, Andre Agassi, yeah, yeah, jumps into the fact that this man got mad at her for the the role or whatever the um, scene she did in Friends, which is literally like Brooke Shields reminded me about like physical comedy because it is important. It is the way to sell, you mm-hmm. know, whatever whatever your joke is. He broke his Wimbledon trophies. Mm-hmm broke all like every single fucking trophy that he had like my wish and I know she's in a good relationship now with her husband my wish for Brooke Shields though is that like she stops people feel the want and need to put ownership around her Mm -hmm. no matter what the age she is and I'm like this
1: is but I I you know, like, they did make a point of talking about how, like, to get out of, I don't know who it was that the doctor talked about a lot of times to get out of one abusive relationship, mm-hmm. you, you jump into another, another. abusive relationship, like, mm-hmm. but she needed that one in order to break free of her mom, because, so what Andre Agassi did do was, you know, he helped her clear out mm-hmm. that um, office. office where she had all, her mom had all her stuff, mm-hmm. and effectively, like, that was the day that, like, her mom knew that, like, you know, we're cutting it's, ties.
0: yeah. It's just, ultimately with Brooke Shields, I feel like she, I feel like she could, I don't want to say could be like, because she said the, the director of Blue Lagoon has reached out to her, but she hasn't answered because she doesn't want to like, and I get that. I totally get it. Like she's not ready to receive, or maybe she never wants to receive whatever he's like offering. And I know how those, you know hollywood film director people can be very egotistical very like protective using air quotes Mm -hmm. again of their art so lord only knows if you know what he's trying to say she said she hasn't called him back she doesn't want to talk to him right now and i understand that i just it's so crazy to me that she said that she didn't want anything to do with the me too movement she's still you know kind of struggles with where it is drew Barrymore said the same thing like where does she Mm -hmm. fall in that um but she's got one of the most in detail intricate stories um that are without her wanting to be wanting it to be a part of is a part of it because she also says that she had an incident with a director that she was assaulted and I was just like it's it's devastating
1: and it doesn't seem like she's she's not ready to go there at all no no and she may never be she may never be right and it's it very much is like I don't know how much of things that she's blocked out things mm-hmm. that she's uh um, yes. wasn't aware of yes absolutely right? like she was so young mm-hmm. right and we're seeing it in like and it's almost to her protection I feel like she's been able to have the career that she's had mm-hmm. she hasn't had any substance abuse that we're aware of yeah yeah which is like very rare for a child mm-hmm. star yeah right? like Corey Feldman his life has been riddled with like you know mm-hmm. the abuse that he suffered as a kid is like the weight on his like yep you know we know that with Drew Barrymore she had his substance abuse issues Demi Lovato mm-hmm. um but it's a lot of them right? yeah it is and with this, like we're having a lot of like that awakening of you know the Menudo, one of the guys from Menudo, mm-hmm. says has, that
0: uh, the, the Menendez, Menendez brothers, brothers' daddy,
1: the um, mm-hmm. yeah, and that documentary is coming out, and I'm it just, is like I had no, yeah I had no clue. Like I very much have always been, um, because again, so I grew up where my mom would be like um she my mom would pull me out of school to watch the, like the OJ trial my mom pulled me out of school oh, to watch yeah. murder,
0: mm-hmm. right like she
1: liked like my mom was always on top of cases like that and very much mm-hmm. um inappropriate because I was a child right and I should not have been <laughs> watching these things but you know my mom was like one of those parents where I was I was her little friend right <laughs> <And> <laughs> she you, so the Menendez brothers case is one that I'm like super familiar from because it was like obsessive for my mom mm-hmm. to be like, these boys killed their, their parents, their dad. That's crazy, right. you know? And a lot of stuff, like people didn't really believe the abuse, it was did he mm-hmm. abuse them, did he not? You know, mm-hmm. like, was it just like, were they just spoiled kids? But the idea that he was out here, if he,
0: if the like, then there's others, you yeah. know? Yeah, he was out here, yeah. You and know,
1: we're talking about Nickelodeon. What's her name? I, okay, the whole time I was watching this Brooke Shields, I kept thinking about Amanda Bynes. I read this girl's book, but I read it all in
0: one book as or not Amanda um, Bynes. Um from Nickelodeon. I oh Carly or not, she was on iCarly. Yeah blonde girl. I'm literally pulling up Pam was her name I, on the show. Yeah. Jeanette, Jeanette.
1: Jeanette McCurdy. Oh yeah. My, her
0: her mom, evil. Okay. Her mom. <laughs> evil. The disturbing. Another one that is disturbing. I think that I like the way they wrapped it up with the conversation with her daughters, of course, when her she, and she allowed her daughters the space to speak on how they felt and how they felt it was weird. And, you know, while Brooke still maintained, you know, some of this is for art again, that's a, a lot, that's for a lot of her to work through, but you know, the one person I did keep thinking about during the back half of this documentary was travis barker's daughter alabama
1: because alabama's tough for me girl i was when i go every time i see her instagram i'm just deeply
0: uncomfortable
1: i'm like if somebody doesn't cover up these titties it's gonna like, she, at the I end of so the day she's,
0: she's i mean she she's not yet 18 when those it's not It's not about for me. And I, I'm, I don't know it for me, I do. I do believe that, no, these men should not be, you shouldn't be looking at a young woman like that. But at the same time, the over-sexualization of young girls is still a problem. It's still a problem. I believe in letting your child express themselves and dress how they want to within reason, within reason. It's not only the way she dresses, it's the poses it's everything. And I, I, it, it, The fact that people argue that it's okay, especially after a documentary like Pretty Baby comes out, you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. I was a 16 year old girl once and I was a 16 year old girl coming up when MySpace was uh, there was, we were still learning so much about the internet when Mm -hmm. I was coming up. I get it. I definitely put pictures up that pushed the envelope. Mm -hmm. There was still a line. There is still a lot and that's
1: what's scary for me, right? Is this idea that like we didn't have we weren't able to put up images of ourselves to that good. Mm-hmm. Like sure, I was on MySpace, and again, I was inappropriate on MySpace for sure. Yep. Right. I was yep. talking Same. to grown ass man back when I was being I was a scene queen then. So like the um and I was talking to grown men on there, but the I I benefited from when I was on MySpace being that the aesthetic wasn't sexy per se, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I look stupid. I have the stupid <laughs> short bed Like you, you get me, but I was pushed and I was on there mm-hmm. talking to grown men, <laughs> you know what I mean? in bands, going to warp tours, like meeting mm-hmm. with guys at work tour that I should not have been. But the the aesthetic was different, right? Like mm-hmm. I got to still look like a kid versus I don't know what it looks like now for these girls who someone was making a point and I don't know where it was where they were like, they don't, we don't have teen stores anymore. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Teenagers don't have like, they, there isn't the 579. There isn't limited to, they're, they're at the
0: same stores we're shopping. That's very true. That is a very true, fair point. Right. There, I, is, yeah.
1: there are teenage style influencers. Like there mm-hmm. is no, that genre doesn't exist anymore. So for like the Alabama, like the Alabamas of the, who they're looking at are grown ass, people
0: and it's so the internet is so wide and so did you can you hear me yeah okay you froze on my screen but it's fine Uh, and I
1: froze ugly too that's so rude (laughs) I was just about to take a picture so you can see (laughs) I froze so ugly this is so rude (laughs) oh my god don't take a picture of that! I
0: already did. I'm not going to show anybody except for you. <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! No the the thing about it is that the internet is even wider and even more accessible than it was before. It and it's that's what scares me. That is what scares me about the Alabama Barkers of it all. Um, you know, and I don't doubt that the parenting is there. The security is there. I, I hope so. I hope the lessons are there. You know I mean? That's not my household. So I'm not going to, well, I know.
1: feel very uncomfortable because I see her hanging out with like the, those grown men YouTubers. I see yes. them on her, like I hanging out with them and I get
0: very like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What is going on here? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. Do you have any last final thoughts about pretty baby, the brookshield story?
1: I don't know I think we are um everyone needs to be more aware of the way in which we like child beauty pageants those things gotta go they gotta (laughs) go
0: okay I I just I you're so much closer to them in Texas than I I, uh, ever have that has
1: been so shocking for me the fact that I am like you know um these guys, like, so I went to a birthday party and these guys were, like, they were talking about the girl that won and she was Asian and everyone was being very racist about her oh. winning. Mind you, I'm sitting here like, uh, oh, you know, you're lucky I don't support pageants because I'll put my daughter in one and she will clean the fuck up and y'all will be
0: real mad. Right. <laughs> I Yeah, I see. I I just don't, I literally do not think of celebrity beauty, pa- or celebrity uh, child beauty pageants because I, like, I i never hear of them it's like a foreign crazy. concept to me
1: like my husband and i like i had i bought that you know the rev air blow dryer yes that one where you like put your hair and it like yeah boosh, pulls it uh-huh. so i like bought it randomly i'm like all right i tried on my daughter's hair and we did it and then her hair was straight mm-hmm. when i tell you me and my husband looked at each other and we're like
0: what that shit immediately, <laughs> immediately cause you look too grown. It's, uncomfortable. It's it was, it's, it's that's such a, that we'll be here another 45 minutes talking about like, especially us in the straightening of the hair. I have to like, ch- sometimes I have to check myself because I'm like, you straightening that baby's hair, but that's such a black, like an old school black belief. You know what I mean? Of like it being like, oh, like we, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I get what you're like saying. It wasn't no. even
1: me straightening to, it was like me drying it so I could clip her ends because she has not had a, mm-hmm. her a hair anything trimmed since, you know, so I finally was like, okay, I bought the dryer so I can get it like stretched out so I can clip her ends, mm-hmm. clipped her ends. And then I was like, okay, in my mind, I was like, okay, she could wear it like this. Like we just did all this work washing it and right. doing this. And then immediately I was like, eh, get that baby back in the sink.
0: Yeah. And there's such like such a complicated because I I know somebody who was like telling their daughter was mixed and they were like straight hairs only for special occasions. And I was like, I don't think you're teaching the lesson Mm -hmm. you think you are.
1: At all, you're making it her hair. Like, but we grew up in that, right? Like yeah. I grew up in like you get a silk press for our fancy occasions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's also like, I don't know if you know the whole disc where people are like, oh, braids, off, braids on
0: your birthday don't like that what? braids are birthday hair. I don't know if okay. you saw that I, on, like old yeah. sweet thread. No. I'm not, I'm not even got my hair is going to be however I want it. I just, I think with us, like I was like the straight hair on special occasions, literally enforces that straight hair is better. Better. That's all. Not, that's I was all like, I literally was hair. like, I would never say this, well, but I really don't think that that's giving what you think it's that yeah. you're teaching, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up on that note. Chai, please tell the people where they can find you.
1: Um, I am fly Chai on all the socials. Um,
0: old miami on <laughs> <laughs> every time i see that i laugh <laughs> um
1: and i have a podcast with my it's my one of my best friends antonio it's called y'all aren't mad enough and we haven't had an episode in a while but i'm literally about to edit one and put up that we just recorded today so we're oh, back perfect off. Okay,
0: and then we will be back next week to talk about another documentary that we don't know which one it is yet. But y'all know where you can find me over at um, Who Asks Me Podcast on Instagram and then Who Asks Zell on TikTok.